Hello and welcome to Pretty Cure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chifo. And I'm Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today, we are watching episode 13 of Futari Wa. Beware, the young transfer student. Also known as, who's the new student? Who is he? We will find out shortly. Yes. It's Charlie. <laughs> yep, it's me. I have inserted myself into this anime. I mean, look, it th- there is a similar appearance. You're not wrong. Does this mean I'm secretly evil? I'll never tell. No, I think this means you're secretly the manifestation of a heart-shaped rock. Ah, I should have known. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe they just put young me into this anime. How did they figure out all this happened? Okay, I had to look something up out of curiosity. Um, but it'll come up later. Okay. <laughs> yes. Alright, um, I guess we should just stop beating around the bush and go ahead and dive into the episode. Which starts with lacrosse. Yes. Nagisa's practicing lacrosse, and then she goes off to, like, clean her, like, not clean her face, but, like, take a break. Yeah, do a quick cool down, stay hydrated, that kind of thing. Yes. She's talking about, uh, how things are getting more intense with the Dezuku Zone, how they're trying to pass as human now, although technically Pissari did that, like, once as well. Yeah. But I guess Geki Dragon never tried to hide what he was. No, but that's not, that's to be expected of, you know, yeah. Geki Drago. <laughs> yeah. And she hears uh, voices coming from one of the other fields. And there's a bunch of boys playing soccer and we see the boy. Yes, that boy. He is playing a soccer, and he's doing really well. Yeah, everybody loves that boy's soccer skills. Yes, because there's just like a line of girls just watching from behind the fence. And then the ball ends up like going almost out of uh, bounds, and there's this boy standing there. Yes, there's this business soccer boy. Yes, and it's just so bizarre because, like, he, instead of, like, just, like, stopping the ball and handing it back to the soccer team, he, like, starts, like, kicking the ball and, like, moving across the field. Yes, wearing a blazer and slacks and a tie, this business soccer boy just starts tearing it up on the field. Yes. <laughs> like, there's no reason for him to do this, but he even says after he's, like, shot a goal and everyone's like, <gasps> He beat the ace. He's like, sorry for interrupting your practice. Sorry I just dunked on all of you right now. Yeah, I just, I have this thing. I just, I see a soccer ball and I can't control myself. 
Is that why he joins the soccer team? He's got a fever, and the only prescription is more football. (laughs) Ball is life, after all. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, away from all of the sports... Oh, no, first, everybody starts falling in love with that business soccer boy. Yes, of course. And also, apparently, he aced all of his, uh, 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 entrances. Yes, that's the one. Also, he's a first year, so I guess that means he's, like, 11 or 12, but he doesn't really look like he's that young. I would say he looked exactly one year younger than Honaka and Nagisa. I would argue that it's probably accurate. But speaking of Honaka. Yes. Science project. Yes, the science club are putting together this project for the this big science fair. Where a bunch of middle schools are all getting together and... We don't get her name until much later in the episode, but there's this girl with, like, short hair and glasses. And she's so cool. Yes. Her name is Yuriko. Yes. She's like, Konika, we're gonna do this. We're gonna win this Grand Prix. Did I say that word? Grand Prix. Prix. Okay, so it is Grand Prix. I didn't realize it had Grand Prix for science, but... Uh, I mean, I think it's sort of, like, just... I don't know for sure, so this is just wild speculation by someone who is unfamiliar with Japanese culture. But I think that might just be a term that they use all in general over there for like a lot of things, because like again, was more yeah, Grand Prix is that's a I'm not sure if it's a common word, but that also sounds it makes it sound more real for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't sure if you were going to see the Grand Prix uh, this episode, but you yeah. do. I, d- I want to talk about this girl. Because I was like, why haven't, we, why haven't we seen her before? She feels like Honoka's versions of Na- one of Honoka's versions of Nagisa's friends that we yes. see every now and then. I also got that impression. And, like, here are the things that I think make her better than Honoka. Oh, <laughs> passion! <laughs> Very passionate about science. Yes, and glasses. If anything I know about science safety is true, based on my time in high school, is that if you're wearing glasses, you basically don't need to wear goggles. <laughs> oh, that's probably not true when you're doing actual science, but I know in school you'll get away with it can't remember any of my science classes in high school but i will believe you i feel like wearing goggles with glasses would be very difficult in the same way like wearing like 3d glasses while wearing glasses are yeah also i feel like unlike nagisa's friend the yuriko is a little i don't know maybe into honoka yeah it's it feels like it's possible, but it also might just be like she really wants to win, and then sh- and she knows that Honika is smarter than her, and is probably the smartest person in the school, yeah. debatably. I mean, um, we haven't met anyone who's surpassed her. 
Although I get the impression that Kyria, that will probably happen like with him being like, oh, he's so smart. He might be smarter than Honoka. Yeah, maybe. Because we hear later that he also joins the... So apparently this school not only has a science club, but has two different science clubs that are gender restrictive. Yes. <laughs> and Kiri is in the boy one. Yeah, because they say that the one Honoka's in the girls' division, and then he's in the boys' division. I don't know why these clubs are divided by gender. I feel like I feel like the phrase Grand Prix makes sense when you consider that they call their clubs like the girl division of the science club. It makes it sound more like a sport. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Yuriko wants, uh, like, everyone, everybody else is like, hey, let's go see that, that noob kid play sport. And Kiri, or, um, Yuriko is just like, hey, no, we need to focus. We're working on this big project. Yeah, we gotta get this done. We also have a very short scene, like, it's like only a couple seconds long of just Honoka in her bedroom after we finish the scene in the science room where everyone's like, we should go see this new boy. And Yuriko and Honoka don't really seem that interested in. Mm-hmm. But then we do cut to Nagisa and her friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiho and Rina. And they are watching, because now Kiria, I guess, after one day, is now on the soccer team. I assumed it was the same day. Oh. <laughs> Even faster. I assumed I assumed this was just a cut back to the scene that was already in progress. Which would be weird because it's a cut from the science club to Honoka doing something at home, and then back to Nagisa. I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember the Honoka at home scene. Okay, it's literally like just a few seconds. Like, I don't know why it's there. Like, it's so weird. Let's see. So I can't blame you for forgetting because it's like it's literally like just like a couple seconds, and then we're back to the soccer field. Yeah, like the the wiki page that I have pulled up doesn't even mention it. It just says like, oh yeah, the project's going to the science fair, and then cuts to them talking about the other scene that we're talking about now with Shiho and Rina. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So Nagisa's with her two friends, and they're talking about. Uh, Kiria, and, uh, one of them, I think it's Rina, I think she's the short one, the shorter one, says that she hopes that, uh, Kiria can make her his girlfriend, and Nagisa's like, but he's a year younger than us, and the other one's like, yeah, but don't you know boys with promising futures who are younger than you are like, like, they're it, like, they're the thing. That you want to do. And then Nagisa's like, boyfriend, huh? But I kind of am thinking of... And then she has a daydream of her and FujiP. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely true. But I do want to point out that, at least in the version I watched, the description or the translation of what was said was, boyfriend, huh? But I prefer... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Huh. Boyfriends. Well, hmm. I prefer... Sadly, it does cut to her daydreaming about going on a date with Fuji P. Ah, that's fine. Yeah. 
He's into older boys. He's only a year is older. Okay, I wasn't sure if he was older than them or not. Yes, So all is... I remember is that he and Honoka were childhood friends. Yes, he's a year older than them. I remember that being brought up. So he's about 14, 15, if he's a third year. Because mm. we, we know they're 13 and Honoka just had her birthday. So she's 14? Or did they turn 13? I do not remember. They're like, like everyone's like in the range of like 12 to 14. Let me hit the button and see if it says. Uh, It says 14 during the time of Futariwa Pretty Cure. I do not know if that means ends at 14 or starts at 14. See, I think since their second years, they would be 13 because that would put them at... uh, since the middle school is like, would be like our seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, that would put them at eighth grade, and thirteen makes sense. Mm. So I can see them thirteen turning fourteen. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, let's see where were we? Oh yes. After done, after she's done daydreaming about that boy, we cut to lunch. Yes, the most important okay. time of the day. Serving it up, Nagisa's way. Yes. <laughs> um, which is to say, eat all of it and then still be hungry, and then remember that you forgot to do a math thing, and go find your friend and then eat two more lunches. Oh, I'm going to say this, but according to prettycure.fandom.com, uh, the synopsis for this episode is, A new transfer student appears and gains everyone's attention, but he only appears interested in the one person that hasn't been showering him with attention, Honaka. That is an untrue statement. Nothing... Almost none of that is true. The first sentence is true. Yes. Um, but the second sentence, I would say, isn't. Because he's not just interested in Honoka, first of all. Yeah. And second of all, Honoka isn't the only person not showering him with attention. Nagisa also doesn't really care. Yeah. And that's not even what this episode's about. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, because Nagisa's already got a boy she's interested in. Mm-hmm. She doesn't and- need this. 12 year old and they're not saying anything about like the science fair in that synopsis which is arguably more of a part of the episode than that is yeah for sure i mean we don't even know that he's evil besides the scene with poisony which we need to talk about because i have some questions about their relationship okay we can talk about later so because she starts digging for chocolate which as of last episode we know is her favorite food apparently and she's like, oh, God, I forgot to do my math thing. And she's like, oh, I have someone who I know can help me. Honoka. But then Honoka's not there because she's working on her science project. Yes. So she goes to find her. And Honoka and Yuriko are both in the classroom. Nagisa points at the this, like, like a little sun orb. like it's, this a, thing. it's a Tesla coil. Yeah. It's uh, Spencer's gift, Orb of Lightning. Yes. And she's just like, what is this? And then immediately touches it without waiting for Honoka to explain. Oh, no. See, the thing is, she doesn't even touch the lightning orb. She touches what is just like a metal disc on the table. (laughs) And it shocks her. Yes. We discover the thing they're working on is trying to make, not lightning, make thunder. Mm. Okay, no, the specific thing is, um, as we find out later, 
They're basically recreating the water cycle on a miniature Earth, uh, and they are you. For this process, they are using static electricity to simulate thunder and lightning. Yes. But their phrasing is... Let me scroll down real quick. Um, Using thunder as a hint. I have a question for you. Oh no. What the fuck does that even mean? I don't know, but it's something. So yes, they're project plan is to create recreate the air cycle or not the air cycle the water cycle um you know water to vapor to clouds to rain and then the phrasing that the translations say is using thunder as a hint and that may just be like a mistranslation or something but i'm trying to figure out what the hell that means you know you just need like a hint of thunder to make it work you know, just a hint. You just gotta throw a little bit in there. It's like making food, right? A pinch of lightning. A pinch of lightning. Yeah, and later in the episode, when they further talk about the experiment, Honika says negative lightning, or negative electricity and positive electricity. Um, so I do think it might just be a translation thing, because they almost definitely meant charge instead of yeah. electricity there. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, but, you know, I'm guessing that they were using... Um, yeah, let's see here. Induce rain. I am currently looking up, um, currently looking up to see if there's a reason why lightning is being used with rain. Hmm. Let's see here. I don't know a lot about science, so. When lightning discharges as a bolt, either between clouds or clouds to earth, the rapid expansion of the air surrounding the lightning bolt causes the rumbles referred to thunder, referred to as thunder, etc. Since the lightning takes so little time to go from point A to point B, the heated air has no time to expand. The heated air is compressed, raising the air from 10 to 100 times the normal atmospheric pressure, and much like the detonation, rapidly expanding waves of compressed air create a loud noise. Rain. That says nothing about rain, though. Hmm, interesting. I mean, I don't have an answer, but maybe it's just there because, you know, when you think of thunder and lightning, you think of rain. Yeah, but I'm just trying to make sure there's not, like, a science thing going on here. Let's see here. Like, (laughs) there's definitely the connection of rain to lightning in the sense that you need the cloud created by, you know, what the rain would be. But I don't see why lightning would be necessary in this, um project i mean i know at the end they go into this whole explanation about what's going on but i didn't write any of it down and i didn't understand all of it let's see here um yeah it literally looks like if you're trying to show the water cycle you don't need to cause electricity but electricity might happen okay because um When water vapor condenses into a cloud and rises into a colder upper regions of the sky, some of it turns into ice crystals, usually with a positive charge, and some become water droplets, usually with a negative charge. Um, while some lightning often precedes the rain, the main event occurs as a do- when a downdraft starts and the rain or other precipitation falls. It's really just like a rain existing in the cloud causes lightning, but you do not need lightning for rain. When you turn into preacher podcast engage, you don't just get people making jokes and talking about magical goals. You also get science. 
Yeah, I like to try to provide the entire school experience, like that time several episodes ago when I spent five to ten minutes explaining the rules of Battle Ball. Tune in next week where I discuss American history. I would never, that was my least favorite class, but I will talk to you about English grammar. I mean, so will I. At least that's something I know. I'm not that good with science. Like I said before, you were all wrong when you said that I'm pure white. <laughs> it's, a, it's entirely true. <laughs> I am the pure black like, of I'm, this duo. I'm pure white because my problem with pure white is that she isn't sciencey enough. But it's fine. <laughs> so, Nagisa, instead of uh, getting help with her math homework, she sees that, Na- not Nagisa, she sees that Honoka hasn't eaten her lunch yet. And Honoka's like, yeah, I'm too busy to eat, so you can have it. And then Yuriko's also like, you can have my lunch too. Yes, and then Nagisa eats two lunches. Also, quick break yes. here. You did just cut out and then you came back and you were still doing the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know me, I just can't stop. Uh, but yes, Nagisa eats two more lunches and then continues to forget about the math. Ends up having to stay after school. Didn't do it again. Because before in the classroom, this is not like a one-time thing. Nagisa has forgotten before and like, that's why she wanted to go get help. But you know, the food's more important. So we cut to her walking home. Uh, but yeah, Nagisa... Ended up having to stay after school, and on the way home, she twists her ankle and smacks her face into a pole. <laughs> yes. But luckily, Kyria is there to offer help that Nagisa immediately does not accept. Yes. He extends his hand, and she's like, nah, I'll just get up on my own. It's fine. Uh, and here's a PSA for everyone at home. Do not trust any strangers that say, your body is precious. <laughs> yes, I also wrote that down. He says that her body's precious. I was like, that's a weird thing to say. Uh, meanwhile, uh, they're almost done with the science project. Yes. Uh, they decide that they're gonna, well, Yuriko's like, we're gonna name it Honoka 1. Because you're doing all this work, you deserve to have it named after you. I... I don't know how you feel about this, but I think that Honoka 1 is a bad name for anything other than a rocket. I also agree. I I found it a little... Go ahead. I found it a little weird they were going to name it that. Like, I don't feel like a name, like, named after one of the uh, students. It doesn't make sense. You're right. Yeah, I feel like just any name that is, like, a name and then a number, it feels like a name for a vehicle. It should be, like, either a car or a spaceship. Yeah. It. I think if you're making a, basically, a fancy terrarium with a Tesla coil in it, it should be named something just, like, if you're gonna name it at all, name it, like, Terra Venture or something. Yes. <laughs> I like that name. Yes, I stole it from a bad season of Power Rangers. Excellent. Good thing no one who listens to this podcast listens to listens to Power Rangers watches Power Rangers. Um, I will say that I am a person who listens to Power Rangers and does not watch Power Rangers. There is a Power Ranger. Well, I guess there's more than one Power Ranger podcast out there. Uh, we are affiliated with the Morphin Grid, and that I guessed it on the Morphin Grid. 
Yes. We don't have to step around that one. But <sighs> my favorite scene is now here because... Yes, the scene's so good. Kiria, so, no. We cut to Honoka standing at the platform ready to get on the train. And Kiria kind of shows up. And uh, he approaches her. He's, he says... Wait, one second. What does he say? Oh, yeah, he, so he greets her. And she's like, yeah, do, do you want something? <laughs> and he's like, he gives her his name. And he's like, you're from the science club, right? And she's like, yeah, I'm Honoka. Who and? are you? So? Like, Question mark. <laughs> like, you need something? She's just so not interested in what I, he wants to say. Yeah, like, her reaction to this just completely baffles this kid. He's yeah. just so speechless. He's like, a girl? Not interested in me? What's going on? But, like, the way Honoka reacts is basically the same way Nagisa reacted, but nothing happened of it. Like, yeah. Nagisa was just like, oh, hey, you're that kid, right? How do you know my name? Yeah. And he was just like, oh, yeah, you're a lacrosse player. Anyways, your body is precious. And then he walked away. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but instead of doing that here, uh, Yuriko shows up. Yes. And Honoka completely ignores Kiria so that the two of them can talk. Because they're going to Honoka's home to uh, finish working on the project. I will point out, though, that Yuriko does want to, like, stay and talk to Kiria. Yes. Uh, before they get on the train. She, at least, seems interested in this boy. Yeah. And then a talking dog shows up. Yes, a talking dog on her hind legs. And Kiria's like, what the fuck? But then it just turns out to be Poisony. Yes, who like reveals Kiria's uh, position as a Dotsuku's own member. Yes. She also calls him her precious little brother, and this is something I wanted to talk about. Well, um, I noticed that in like if you listen to the audio um kiria calls her nissan so it is possible they are just related but none of them from what our theories about the jisuku zone uh baddies is that they all were like given like we don't know exactly like how they came to be so do you think they're actually siblings or they just see each other as siblings um, I think the answer to this is that it's the exact same as the robots from OKKO OK Let's Be Heroes. Um, for those unaware, in the American animated show OKKO OK Let's Be Heroes, one of the main antagonists is Lord Boxman, voiced by Jim Cummings. And he runs a company that makes robots to fight heroes. Um, these robots come in like lines of models that all share the same like human name like there are daryls and shannons and stuff like that um and like while there's like technically an infinite number of them and like you'll see scenes where it's like here's like 500 daryls all working a manufacturing line um there's usually one of each robot at a time that's like taking on the more like this is an actual character role um the interactions there feel more like the generals of a you know a TV show like the Dotsuku's own generals or the generals from Power Rangers stuff like that. Um, 
And they all view each other as siblings and Lord Boxman as their father. Or as the show puts it, daddy. Um, oh, that's a thing to call someone. Uh, oh, straight up. Okay, KO, let's be heroes. Is in the year of, I guess we'll say 2016 to 2019, in those series of years, is one of the only places that I can see... That you can see a robot wear a belt buckle that says daddy on it and it not be anywhere remotely sexual. <laughs> Good to know. He's also dressed like a cowboy at the time. That's excellent. Um, but yeah, think... I do think it's a similar situation here where they all view each other as siblings. And that technically the Jaku King would be their father. And that makes sense also because technically, you know, using the power of the prism stones, he created these generals. Yes. I agree to this theory. I think it works. They're the most dysfunctional family I know. Well, maybe not that I know, but like, they're not exactly <laughs> the best. But yes. So, Poisony does say that she's surprised that uh, Honoka reacted that way because. Apparently, that's not, like, a common thing for Kyrie. Like, yeah, normally ladies are all over him. <laughs> yeah, but he says that he's interested in uh, Honoka and Nagisa because they defeated Pissard and Gekidrago. And it would be too easy. No, be, it would not be fun to take them out so easily. And yes. then he's like, what about you? Don't you need to restore your honor from getting beat last episode? Mm. And she's like, yeah, listen, I know. And then he says, you know, you're drawing a lot of attention in that outfit. Because if you've all forgotten, she's just dressed in all leather. Yeah, she's dressed like a hot vampire lady. And everybody <laughs> in the subway is just staring at the hot vampire lady. And then we cut away from that scene. Hold on a sec, I need to die again. I'm going to drink some water. You can talk about the next scene. Ah, uh, yes. So, next scene I have written down here is the science contest starting. Nagisa has shown up to root for Honoka. We also see two other girls who are currently unimportant, but will become important later, and will not get names this episode. Yes. Um, Kiria shows up shortly after with that boy, who yes. is also there to root for Honoka. And after getting... Um, you know, uh, Nagisa and Fuji P in the same area. Kiria then's like, "Oh wait, I have to do a thing." Bye, and then yeah, disappears. He just leaves. Um, and Nagisa also tries to leave because she's like, "I can't be alone with this boy. What are you doing?" I don't know how to speak to boy. <laughs> oh no, it's so funny because she like. It's freaking out. Like, he kind of, like, accidentally, like, elbows her. And, like, she's, like, trying to think, like, what do I say? What do I do? And he's like, what do we have in common? Oh, Honoka. Of course. The perfect thing to talk about. Is Honoka's project and hoping it does well. Yeah, if I say it that yes. way, it sounds natural like a human being would say it. And this yeah. entire time she's thinking, you hear what <laughs> sounds like a heartbeat? And then she starts focusing on it, and actually, yes. it's Meeple in her pocket eating food. Yes, it's so funny. <laughs> uh, 
I love this show. It's a good bit. It's a funny joke. Um, and then because... she like hits her pocket and is like, "Stop that!" And Fuji P is like looking at her and she's like, "Oh." Uh. I mean, the uh, Honika's project. I hope it. And then it immediately is time for them to, uh, for Honika to be doing her presentation. Oh, I do want to talk about some of the other presentations we see here, and by that I mean the only other presentation that I remember seeing there was just like a glass tank with a big fish in it. Yes, because that's what was on before the uh, Rona Science Club was there. What do you think they did? Um, I think they raised a big fish. That's fair. You know. Yeah. Depending on how you raise a big fish, maybe it's different. Exactly. You know. They had like they also had like a board like they had like a lot of facts written on it so I'm sure they're like fish. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so after, as Hanukkah starts to make the presentation, they like unveil the project and you see the big orb, that big hemisphere of a fake Earth, and all of that. Yes. Um, Hanukkah is like. And, of course, we had to use lightning, and as if on cue, someone who is very clearly poisony snaps her fingers, and a lightning, like, literal lightning, strikes the project. Yes. And it uh, causes, like, this surge among, yes. like, all the stuff. Um, so everybody has to evacuate, and everyone does evacuate, except for Nagisa, Honaka, Yuriko, and then those two students from before who were falling asleep now. They just, like... Passed out. Science is boring to them. See, at first I thought Yuriko had been locked out, but apparently she wasn't. Yes, she was... As everything was happening, Honoka had sent Yuriko to help the others like go back behind the stage to find the exit there. Yeah. Um, but as she got to the door, everything got locked. Oh, okay. So she was still locked in. See, I thought she was locked out, but that makes sense. No, I think, yeah, there's a scene with Fuji P being locked out and, like, yeah. saying, like, hey, wait, no, you guys are still in there. Yeah. But, yes, so Yuriko is currently back behind the stage right now as the project transforms into a Zakena. This Zakena is... I did not like this design. <laughs> it's very weird. It's very, like... Early 2000s, late 90s Nickelodeon television show character. Like, yes. this character would either show up on Ah, Real Monsters or Invader Zim. Yes, I can definitely see that. Because, like, it's, like, up. Like, like the wheels of what it would have been, like, the cart it was on. Like, its legs now. And, like, it has, like, this giant, like, orange mouth with, like, teeth, like, sharp teeth. And yeah. one, one hand's like a little pincer with like two prongs, and then the other one's like a vacuum? It's strange. And then it has a set of eyes and like a tank on top. It's really weird. Yeah. You would think it would have like more lightning powers than it does. It's like yeah. a weird robot thing instead. And it knocks, because it uses its electricity, and it knocks one of the, like the things from like the roof. Down. Yeah, a catwalk. Yeah, to force the two girls that stayed behind, who, like, fell asleep now that they're awake, like, down into the, like, area in front of the seats. Yeah, they're basically on the floor in between seats. 
um, looking through the cracks in the seats to see what's going on. Yes. Uh, which is important because... Do you think they saw them transform or just started looking out after they transformed? Um, I think they heard the transformation happening and then saw, like, the bright light that happens when a magical girl transform. Okay. I don't think they saw Nagisa and Honoka. Yeah. So, Nagisa and Honoka start fighting this weird Zakena. Yes, they do the transform. And then Yeriko shows up. Mm-hmm. Trying to stop them from attacking the, uh, Zakena. Because she's like... That's our project. We worked so hard on it. Yes. And, like, I get where she's coming from, but I don't think running out and trying to block the heroes from fighting the monster is a good idea. Because she does get, like, hit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she gets knocked out by the monster. Yes. Um, and then Honoka, being mad, calls out the poison to get her to appear. But, unfortunately yes. for our heroes... She can walk through walls, disappear, and fly. <laughs> She's much more unique than the other guys. Um, but yeah, after Poisony walks through a wall and disappears, they just fight the monster some more. And yes. immediately, um, they use Thunder as a hint to crush their sinister hearts. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I also like that when Poisony goes through the wall, uh, Nagisa just face plants right into it yeah i also think it's fun there's not like an effect or anything it's just like goes through there's not like any phasing or anything that's happening to poisony it's just like they slid the artwork behind like another piece of paper yes <laughs> but they win this fight yes i'm surprised that after yuriko does the whole don't destroy a thing they didn't use rainbow therapy because they do just use marble screw as hack. Now, I wonder if it's because uh, Lemotherapy only works on living things? And this Maybe. is a robot science project thing? Yeah, it's unclear. So, but I also have that same thought. But luckily, by the time Yuriko wakes up and she's like, I saw this monster. But the project seems to be fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, uh, it's a very similar situation to what happened to, um, what's the name of Nagisa's little brother? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Why can't I think of it? The small child from episode 11. Nagisa's brother. Ryuta. Ryota. Ryota. That kid. It's a similar situation there in that, like, by the time they wake up, not, nobody's transformed, there's no monster or anything, it's just, you know, people. Yeah. And they lie to her, saying that, you know, you must have gotten hit when the surge happened, and whatever you saw was just a dream. Mm-hmm. It's really funny because cause Honoka says that, and Nagisa's like, yeah, yeah, that's what happened. And Honoka just, like, slides over to her and is like, hey, Stop be quiet. Talking. The more you talk, the less believable it sounds. <laughs> it's very uh, good. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a big reveal, because Yuriko is finishing up their presentation. And it's like, we named this project after someone who worked really hard on it. And as she's about to say Honoka, they remove the thing, and it's been replaced with a nameplate that says Yuriko 1. 
Yes. And Honik is like, yeah, she worked really hard on it too. She was the heart of the team. Etc. Etc. The end of the episode. Yes, Yuriko starts crying. It's very sweet. Also, we don't find out who won. It's unimportant. The real winners were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yes, but that is the end of the episode. And yes, that is the, the preview shows that those girls we saw that fell asleep, they will be back. Yes, and you know who else will be back next episode? Nagisa's cool aunt. Yes. I can't wait to see her again. I love her. She's rad. I'm excited to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess I'll ask this when we talk about that episode. About, like, why they became possessed. I mean, I guess we can make a theory about it now. Um, I think it's like, I mean, that's just like sort of a trope-style story that happens yeah. in these kind of shows. Where, like, an imposter hero shows up. And the heroes have to be like, no, actually, I'm the hero. Um, That's true. Like, I was wondering. It's almost like, um, like an even Sailor Moon had that kind of episode when it was, I think, Zoicite? Yeah, it was Zoicite. Did a Sailor Moon costume? Yes, I remember because uh, Sailor Business, it keeps getting referenced that Zoicite pretended to be Sailor Moon. Yeah. Because I was wondering... I was wondering because uh, at the end of the episode, the two see the Gomena one by, but mm-hmm. I guess it wouldn't make sense for the Gomena possess them because it's usually the Zakana. Yeah, I don't think they get possessed, do they? I thought they just became just like really into no. the heroes. Well, the looks on their face, like oh, during the preview, yeah, see, it looks like they're like paying a whole lot of attention to the preview. Oh <laughs> no, the like their expression—they look like they've been possessed. Yeah. Uh, see, yeah, like when I looked up, they it just looked like they were putting on a play in the park, standing on a rock. No, I think they've been possessed by Sakana to try and, like, I don't know, fight the real pedicures? Perhaps. Because um, I do remember some of the words in the preview talking about how them being fake pedicures will get them attracted, like, get the dark people attracted to them. Yes. Maybe they did start out as just being like, hey, we saw these really cool superheroes. Let's pretend to be these superheroes. And then the Dotsuku Zone was like, hey, fake versions of these heroes? Let's make them evil. Hell yeah. But I guess we'll find out next week. Yeah. And by next week, I mean the next episode. Yes. You'll find out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll find out sometime in the future when we watch the episode <laughs> but that is it so if you want to talk to us online you can find us on twitter at prepod engage and if you want to talk to me charlie you can find me at magical underscore pride mm-hmm. and if you want to talk to me cassidy you can find me at mad Lobotanist. that's m-a-d-l-o-b-o-t-a-n-i-s-t um, you can also find another show that I do with my friend Lava called Kids and Their Dog, and it's a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast. It's very good. And if you want to hear more from us, you can also listen to Hey, Let's Talk About It, which is a Twitter app, Hey, Let's Talkcast, where we talk about things and update sometimes. Yeah, we have an episode that we've fully recorded one half of, and I have not touched editing it at all. 
because I keep waiting to record another half of it, but things keep happening. That's the podcast, Biz. That's especially that podcast in particular. Yes. <laughs> it's it's the gas cast of our podcast. Rest in peace, gas cast. Pour one, one out. One day, you will hear us talk about Sonic. One day. And until then, you can listen to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever. Yes, please. Leave us a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. And if you want to come guest on the show, just hit us up at our Twitter account, or just hit me or Cassidy up. Uh, if if you want to be a guest on this show, I recommend talking to Charlie about it. I I don't do much as far as the uh, management of this show. <laughs> just try just trying to keep my involvement like very clear that I do not do most of the work on his show. Shout outs to Charlie for doing all of this wonderful work. Thank you for those kind words, Cassidy. But until next time, we need your help, Meepo! Act! Dead silent, and then suddenly we cut to her walking home. I'm like, oh. I thought we were talking about that a second ago, but here we are now. This episode is going to be this is... interesting yeah. to edit. <laughs> With me. If it happens again, we'll both just read all of our notes and then you can patch it together however you want. <laughs> <laughs> or record the episode separately and you can make something happen. I'll figure it out.